Hi, I'm Carmen. I'm a fellow ADHDer. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm also a teacher, and I'm the host of this podcast, Authentically ADHD. I created this podcast in order to help me reach my goal of helping as many ADHDers as I can to thrive instead of just survive. Are you ready to jump in? Let's get started. Hey friend, this is just a reminder to you that I am a early childhood teacher and a coach for ADHD, and I'm an ADHD. I am not a doctor, so if you need to seek help because you resonate with the topics that I'm talking about in this episode, I urge you to please, please see your doctor or seek out a psychologist or a psychiatrist or somebody who is licensed to help you because, again, I'm a coach, not a doctor, and I want to stay in my lane. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. my friend, and welcome back to Authentically ADHD. I am so glad that you pressed play on this episode of Authentically ADHD, and here's why. It's a different type of episode, isn't it? We're including something something else. Um, we're going a little further down on the neurodiversity train, right? Because a lot of people don't really think that autism and ADHD can present together. And through my experience as a person, as a coach, as a teacher, and um, through my research, it shows that people do not believe that these two things overlap, but they do. Surprisingly, 60% of the time they overlap. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I am not super confident in this episode, but I have done my research and I have learned so much more about autism. Things that I already knew, but that I gained a deeper understanding for. And things that I didn't know and that I learned about autism that I thought were different. So if you have ever been curious, maybe that you might have autism as well as ADHD or one or the other, or you're just very curious about the overlap between the two, this is a great episode for you. I am trying to make this episode less sciencey than the ones that I can find to really explain in simple terms how these two neurodiversities and differences are overlapping, how they can be similar, how they can present together, and what they look like separately because that's important. Um, And I also want to say that there's 
been several inspirations for this topic. I've been very excited to share this topic with you. So excited that, you know, I almost skipped over some of the most important research and I wouldn't have learned some of the things that I'm about to share with you. But it was inspired by a couple couple different things. But mainly one of the big reasons is the rise of TikToks that I've been seeing that have both like the hashtags of ADHD and autism or uh, the hashtag AUDHD. And being that the two spectrums um, of ADHD and autism overlap in so many ways, I started watching some of these videos and then I started searching the AUDHD, you know, ADHD with autism having both having being on both spectrums which is what we'll dive into here soon um i really just started reading and the more that i read and the more that i watched and the more that i saw i realized that i am most likely on both spectrums um and hear me right here i am not advocating self-diagnosing here I am not at all doing that. And I I want to clarify that I said I realize that I am most likely on both spike spectrums. I know that I'm on the ADHD spectrum. That has been confirmed by a psychologist. But in my research, I've learned that psychologists aren't always looking for both things. And I'll tell a funny story about that too. So let's get started with things that ADHD and autism have in common. Um, As I'm not diagnosing self, you know, as I'm not advocating self-diagnosis here, um, you may already know that sometimes that's the first step to getting a late diagnosis with with these disorders, is that learning about it and relating to it and then maybe feeling like you have ADHD and or autism. It's a feeling I really wouldn't wish on anybody. Going through life feeling like you don't even know who you actually are is filled with loneliness and grief, being uh, misunderstood and feeling literally almost like an alien. Like, what am I even doing here? What what is this this place and the masking that comes along with it is is so strong and i'm getting ahead of myself here because i'm so excited about it i've been hyper fixated and hyper focused on this topic for two weeks um and i just want you to be aware that these events can take a toll on our self-worth our self-concept and our literal identity so let's dig in to what ADHD is, what autism is, how they overlap, and how they're different. Are you ready? Let's get started. What I'm hoping for for this episode is just to bring some clarity to you, a friend, or you know, a loved one about these things. 
So the neurodevelopmental disorders of ADHD and autism spectrum disorder, which so that I don't trip over those words, I'm going to be referring to it as ASD, autism spectrum disorder. Now, if you're wondering why I'm not talking about something like Asperger's disorder, I want to inform you that that is an out of date term. There is no separate terms anymore. It is just an autism spectrum. Other disorders are other disorders, period. Now I'm going to hop off that soapbox and let's get started by defining the two. These are the two definitions that I found <clears throat> really described the two different disorders pretty well. So ASD or autism spectrum disorder is a developmental disorder that affects one's ability to socialize, communicate with others, and learn and behave in certain ways. ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, is a neurodevelopmental disorder that affects attention, emotion, impulse control, and the way one learns and behaves. So, <laughs> ADHD is also the only term for ADHD. It's not ADD. You did not grow out of the H. I've seen all, I've seen a lot of that on, on TikTok as well. Um, I recently joined TikTok um, as the advice of my brother, Austin. My youngest brother uh, said I should get on TikTok um, if I wanted to get more people to you know, listen to the podcast and get interested in the topics that I'm talking about. And he was um, right. And yeah, that, that was hard, hard to say. So let's, let's move on. Um, ADHD and ASD are very, very different disorders, but there are some similarities and overlaps. Through my experience, my research, my clients' stories, and my students, Emotional regulation or lack thereof is one of the core overlapping symptoms, but it's for different reasons because they both disorders have a nervous system that is sensitive. It's either and it's sensitive to different things. I find that a good way to describe autism spectrum disorder is primarily a sensory and communication input disorder. So taking those things in and understanding them and processing them, while ADHD is primarily a executive function self-regulation. Both of the disorders include self-regulation, but those are the core differences when you look at them in huge pictures, big pictures, like really zoomed out pictures. So... This may be why it's super hard to diagnose it correctly, um, whether somebody has one or the other or has both, and a doctor might miss it because certain core, certain symptoms or coping mechanisms for one can be working for the other. And I'll get into this a little bit more here, but from my research and experiences, you know, ADHD is a regulation disorder, while ASD is more of a sensory-based disorder with some regulation disorders. They are both brain-based cognitive disorders, meaning the brain of a person with ADHD is physically built different. Our brains are physically different. 
This is also true for ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder. It's just different parts of the brain that are being affected. Different parts of the brain that either develop differently, develop slower, or don't develop at all, depending on the person. So first, I want to talk about how they are similar and how they can overlap at times, because this is the way that it made the most sense to me when when reading about it and looking at both of them through the both lenses, it made most sense to look at how they overlap and then look at why, because that's really the difference. For example, somebody with ADHD and somebody with ASD, they could both be, um, say, stimming, which is could be a physical manifestation. So they do something with their body, their hands, their feet, um, where in ADHD, a stim is usually vocal. Now, when you put both of those two things together, and if you have both ADHD and ASD, it's it's very hard to tell because stimming can also sound like chattiness and just be a person that's chatty. And that that's the part of their ADHD. That's the impulsive, friendly thing. And that also overshadows that um, stigmatized autism definition of a person who doesn't uh, communicate with anybody who lives in isolation, who lines up everything and has terrible behavior. Like that needs to be thrown away because that is, that is not what autism is. Okay. I, I just, I get very passionate about this because not only do I have clients who have autism and ADHD, but I have students who have autism. I have students and had, had and have had students that have had ADHD and possibly also autism. At that age, three to five years old, you know, I'm an early childhood developed early childhood preschool teacher. I'm teach special ed as well. So I get all of the brains. And I think this is why I understand them so well is because I have a brain that's similar to theirs. And I can understand sometimes how hard it is to live with both of these disorders. So (laughs) people with ADHD and ASD brains both have an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex and sensitive nervous systems, meaning we both have trouble with executive functioning skills, but in people with ASD, it's mostly related to set shifting and understanding and maintaining relationships. And that's not even really an executive function, that's more um, of a regulation. But that is what it is for autism spectrum disorder. In ADHD, the executive functions are impacted heavily, usually all in different ways. Disorganization to forgetting and not being able to plan or initiate a task or follow through on a task. So somebody with autism spectrum disorder and ADHD might be really good at planning something out and drawing out a a big picture of something, but then might struggle still with the task initiation and follow through. 
depending on where they are on each spectrum. Are you following me? Because I'm trying to make it simple. <laughs> so some of the other symptoms such as sensory overload or overstimulation and interest-based nervous systems, the feeling of shame for being different and not feeling like you're meeting societal expectations, and trouble sustaining attention when not interested in the topic. And um, those are the overlapping symptoms. So with ASD, when somebody has trouble um, sustaining attention when not interested in the topic, that's sometimes when it can be very obvious that they don't want to talk about that anymore. Um, or it can become very obvious because they talk about the same thing over and over again. It's very repetitive. Um, but somebody with both ADHD and ASD might not be interested in what you're saying and then might have a weak impulsivity executive function and say something that sounds kind of rude to you. And they don't mean it at all. They're just trying to communicate a need, but it comes off as rude, which is unfortunate. So I also learned from my research, which really surprised me, that 50 to 70% of individuals with autism spectrum disorder also present with the symptoms of ADHD and vice versa. That means you're more likely to have both. And I'm just, just going to say that. That's from doctor research. That's from cited sources. Okay? Like... That is from, you know, NCPMI and articles that I've read. If you don't believe me, you can Google it yourself if you'd like. But I write this podcast and I'm authentic and I'm telling you right now, I'm also not a doctor. So please do not take any of these things and take them as a diagnosis. Use these as tools. Use this as a tool to understand. Okay? I linked a... Um, understanding ADHD workbook in the show notes. I currently do not have any ADHD and autism um, resources because this is very new to me. So that is there for you. And it is one of the biggest resources that I have along with my um, free coaching call. You can get a consultation, 30 minutes, just click that, fill out the form and I'll get back to you. Or you can join Focused. Focused is a program that was created by none other than Kristen Carter, the creator of Maybe You're Not the Problem and the I Have ADHD podcast. Focus is the adult program for ADHD. It is amazing. It's ADHD friendly all around. The calls are recorded for you and they're popped into a secret VIP podcast loop. So you can listen to it in Spotify on the go to learn some of the things that I've learned and the ways that I've developed in the past year have been astounding. Seriously, if you can have the means to do it, click the link in my in the show notes below and join 
it saves you money, it saves me money, and we all get to grow. It's a win, win, win. I hope to see you in there soon. When a person has ADHD and autism, we they may experience executive functioning challenges, anxiety, depression, stimming behaviors. We are persistent people. We have a strength of hyper-focus or hyper-fixation on topics of interest. We can be independent thinkers, and we have a lot of determination, but we also have a delay in processing speed. Sometimes this makes it feel like our brains are fighting themselves, seriously. Because when you have both ADHD and ASD, you may struggle with absolutely needing a routine and being very rigid and needing to stick to a routine, but being unable to truly follow it because of the executive dysfunction of time blindness and having no sense of time passing. Um, It's... You may struggle with your hyper-focus and hyper-fixation interests and behaviors being really, really intense. And so that makes it harder to create relationships or make friends. Or it makes it so that you take up a lot of your time doing that. Um, Mainly a lot of the overlapping symptoms in a person with both ADHD and ASD are the following. And now I want to preface this with, these are symptoms that are, that present, okay? They're presenting for different reasons. That's why it's so hard to tell the difference. And I'm going to give a few examples here, but I want to tell you again, I am not a doctor. And I did put the little disclaimer in the show notes that this is not a substitute for a diagnosis, therapy. I'm not a doctor. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. This is just information that I have learned that I'm passing on to you. It's not sciencey because I want to give a resource that is more uh, palatable, that's easier to understand. So here we go. Person with both ADHD and ASD have trouble with socializing. For people with autism spectrum disorder, the ASD part of it, it's understanding the literal part of people's, uh, the way that we talk. Start with, for an example, sarcasm, okay? People who are specifically just on the autism spectrum disorder sometimes don't understand sarcasm. They take you literally. Um, whereas ADHD, it's hard to socialize because we talk so much that sometimes we don't give the other person a turn. Or we can have a real fear of being rejected. And that's our emotional regulation. So those are three different ways that trouble with socializing can present in a person. And if you feel two or three different reasons of socializing is hard, that is a sign that you may have both. Another one is communicating effectively. Again, with autism spectrum disorder, with ASD, it's more about understanding to respond. 
with ADHD, communicating effectively is hard because we, we have lack of attention to detail. This is where deficit of attention actually does work out is what is in one of our executive functions of sustained attention to details or anything that really doesn't interest us. Impulsivity and hyperactivity. These are both things that are driven by different reasons in for autism. It's driven impulsivity and hyperactivity are driven by getting excited about things and being um, just being super excited about things and not really knowing the social equity of when to stop. Um, for ADHD, it's part of the executive function that we deal with. It's not doing the thing before we do the thing. And that's why they go together. It, hyperfocus or hyperfixation is also an overlapping symptom. Not all ADHDers hyperfocus. Not all ADHDers can hyperfocus. I experience hyperfocus. I experience hyperfixation on things sometimes where I eat the same food every day. And sometimes that's because it gives me dopamine that I'm seeking which is the ADHD, and sometimes it's just because of the texture of the food and I like the way that it tastes and it's something that's familiar and rigid and it doesn't change. That's autism spectrum disorder. I really hope that these comparisons are shedding some light for you because this is what helped me put these puzzle pieces together. Now I know and understand why autism is a puzzle piece. Why, it's, why that's the, the little sign for it. It's, it's truly amazing when you finally really understand that. So anyways, let's continue. We are prone to anxiety and depression for different reasons. Anxiety for ASD is due to sensory overload or situations where one does not feel comfortable or when they have to set switch or switch tasks transition throughout the day they they don't it doesn't work well in their brains for adhd anxiety is triggered by running late by doing things wrong by being um a person who is used to being kind of scolded for not doing the amount of work that they quote unquote should be doing in a specific amount of time, etc., etc. The depression symptoms for both disorders come from being misunderstood, being treated like a neurotypical, from feeling shame for not reaching the expectations that society has put on us. The absolute feeling of loneliness, being left out because you're different and people don't understand you. We are also prone to sensory overload for different reasons. With ADHD, usually we are seeking stimulation. We become overstimulated because we seek so much stimulation that we're basically doing it to ourselves sometimes. The autism 
part of being overstimulated is the input of sound, taste, uh, surroundings, a lot of people around you, a lot of sound around you, a smell that you just cannot stand. If you have ADHD and you feel that you resonate with this sensory overload, that you're not always just seeking the sensory, but that things around you cause you sensory overload, it's something to look into. It's, it's a suggestion. So we are also very independent thinkers. I'm going to go into a couple positives. We're very out-of-the-box thinkers. We come up with great ideas to complex problems. We can come up with those, but sometimes people with the ADHD and autism together, uh, we can come up with these great ideas, but we sometimes have a hard time planning them out or mapping them out because we can't see that. We can't see the, the map of how, how it goes. So, you know, you may struggle with being on time, overstimulation, social communication, which affects how you present yourself in situations. People who are on either or both spectrums have this coping skill that we learned as children. It's basically like survival. Be like the herd. Do not be different. And it could be detrimental to our self-worth. And it's called masking. I recently uh, listened to a TikTok where a woman described that she went, doesn't know what to even buy when she goes into a store right now. At 30 years old, she is realizing she's been masking for so long as a person. She said she knows who her masked self would pick. She knows what she would pick. But her as a person, she says she doesn't even know what she would pick out for clothes that she likes. She doesn't even know what she likes because we're masking. We're hiding any part of us that is not typical, that does not fit in with society's standards. <sighs> this silence is intentional for you to really let that sink in. The reason this ends up being so detrimental to our self-worth is because it's not the true us. And if we're masking most or all of the time, we're never living as our true self. So how could you know what you actually like? <sighs> Sometimes this kind of work, this is going to involve trauma-informed therapy work. It's going to involve shadow work. I highly recommend you seek the help of a therapist, psychiatrist, and psychologist if you resonate with any of this, okay? Because how do you figure out if you have one or both of these disorders? You go to the doctor, okay? You go to the doctor. But I am going to give you a couple things that tell you key little things that it's just autism or just ADHD. All right, so let's head into the each brain, what, what it looks like. So with autism, the key thing is it's about how a person presents an understanding communication that's not literal or to the point. So like sarcasm or a person with ASD might have trouble reading the way someone says something and the facial expressions they're giving. 
and the tones that they give off and their meaning. How uh, It also looks into how a person makes friends, how you understand relationships, and what social rules you create around this. And the person with autism has to consciously learn how neurotypicals communicate and maintain relationships. They do not learn this naturally. People with ADHD, we do learn this naturally. People with ASD have self-talk that they've developed. People with ADHD do not have self-talk that they have developed. Uh, With autism, it's more about their special interests. A lot of things revolve around that. It's a huge sensitivity to overstimulation, especially when set shifting or task switching or transitioning. And they usually tend to be introverted, but they aren't always. Having social skills does not mean that you're not on the spectrum. It just means that you learned how to do so. Um, also, with autism, you're, you stim when you're overstimulated, possibly, with usually body movements, such as tapping, flapping, twirling, jumping. It's something physical with your body. And like I said, the biggest indicator is social processing, so being able to understand what's being spoken to you. With ADHD, we can get sensory overload, but we are seeking the stimulation. We are seeking the dopamine. We can have stims, but they present differently. Usually they're vocal and they're also to seek. Our, our stims are not to regulate usually. Sometimes they are if we have both, but if your stims mostly just look like vocal um, and impulsive vocal sounds, like that's that's more of, of ADHD or making a, so, a, a, a noise for dopamine to get that uh, to get that release, to get that um, you're seeking it. So, we have a hard time with all executive functions. So that is the main thing with ADHD. It's a regulation of self disorder. Okay. It's a person who is unable to regulate emotions, impulsivity, and the way we plan, the way we follow through the way that we also have trouble with transitions, but for different reasons. It's not because we're rigid. It's usually because we have gotten into what we're doing and that's called flow and interrupting that flow is not very, um, we don't usually respond well um, if we have trouble with cognitive flexibility, which is set shifting. It's another term for it. With ADHD, it is trouble with regulating your environment, your disorganization. It's trouble with regulating your thoughts, the disorganization of your thoughts. Um, The DSM-5, here's here's what I want to end with here, because those are the two differing big things. The sensitive nervous systems, 
and presenting so differently and so aligned with one single diagnosis, which can lead to misdiagnosis, a big thing to remember is that the DSM-5 does not have a criteria for both. It just has one for ADHD and for ASD. I also want to remind you that they still do not have a criteria for adult ADHD. ASD can be um, applied to adult or child. ADHD only has child criteria thus far, to my knowledge. And this also means that all the different symptoms, behavior, and negative outcomes that may look the same, they're being driven by two completely different reasons. The DSM-5 is also very deficit-based, so figuring out which symptoms are possibly coping for others in the opposing disorder is super difficult. And then comes in masking, okay? Women are master maskers. We're great at picking up on what people around us are doing and then doing the same thing. So when we are being assessed, <laughs> they try to do a what's called, um, and it sounds kind of cruel, but it makes sense. They try to do what's called a masking kind of fatigue. So it's social fatigue where they do it across a couple days and they it's social interaction that's tiring to our masking. Because when we're masking, it's very difficult to diagnose us. So I remember the, the funny story of when I called to get my evaluation and they said it would be over a four-day process. I did everything in my power to not do that. After the first day, I was like, is there any way that we could just make this one more day? I did end up unmasking because the sessions were longer because I shoved them into two days. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. My diagnosis is most likely correct. But, you know, it's always good to have some more understanding, even if you don't want to identify with ASD or ADHD. This is not about labels. I am not a label person. For me, this is about understanding the two brains. I hope that I have shed some light on the differences and the overlaps. So hopefully you can research and get the help that you need to. There is no tricks, no tips at the end of this episode. You know I like to leave you with them, but the only thing I want to say is the way you cope is with treatment and layering in your supports. So maybe journal about your thoughts about this episode and then proceed from there, seeking out a professional, okay? I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please give me feedback on anything that you feel that you think that I skipped over or that you resonated with, any of it. You know I love to hear from you, and we will talk again in two weeks. Have a wonderful week, well, a wonderful rest of your week, and a wonderful holiday weekend, and we will talk soon. Stay authentic, my friend.